And it's another episode of that One Shot Deal podcast. I'm currently Miss Latina. I know this is a really challenging time. I do want to say there's two sides of it. Music don't lie. If it hits your heart and you start moving, why find it gets a good time? It has an impact in my life. The more you open up, the more you inspire people. Let's say you get trapped in a desert island, right? Which three albums are you taking with you? All right, here we go, man. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's your boy DJ47, alongside with the K, the U, the R, the T. It's Kurt. It's another episode of the One Shot Deal podcast because you know what? We got to go back to the One Shot Deal because he packed his bags and he came over to the east side, yo. Where you living at now, Kurt? I've been living in Atlanta for the last three months now. I moved in right after the 4th of July. I moved out here. And how is it over there? It's pretty chill. I really like the neighborhood I live in. I will say that. The neighborhood I live in is really dope. I'm not sure if I'm going to stay in the same apartment I'm in right now, but I know right now I do not want to leave the neighborhood I'm in. I want to oh, yeah, yeah. Good spot. I, I even heard your brother you know, talking to him earlier. He's contemplating about moving out there. It's pretty much a dumb deal as far as um, I've been getting the vibe I've been getting from him. Yeah. Probably like the end of December, beginning of January, which reminds me of the pay-per-views coming to Atlanta on January 1st, the new, the first pay-per-view of the new year. For which one, AEW? No, for WWE, they have like a New Year's Day pay-per-view. They're doing mm. like that that day on January 1st. Matter of fact, that's right, because uh, um, in training, I have uh, one of the wrestlers, he came up to me and told me he's going he's gonna to appear, I believe, on NXT. And then he was telling me about that pay-per-view. I'm like, no, you mean the Royal Rumble? He's like, no, they're doing a, a pay-per-view in the beginning of the year. Is it for a- is it for NXT or is it for WWE? Like For the main roster. And it's even to the point now where TLC is now canceled. There's no TLC anymore in December. All right. That's congratulations. They didn't need that pay-per-view. Didn't I say they don't need that pay-per-view? It's not just TLC. They don't need that fucking Hell in a Cell bullshit. They don't need they don't that. Need the, they don't need the Elimination Chamber bullshit. I, I... I could accept the Elimination Chamber because of the fact that um, you got the Royal Rumble. You got two titles. If you only had one title, I get it. But since you had two titles, the winner of the Royal Rumble goes to face whichever title he wants. And then when they make the, that decision, he or she, whatever makes their decision, now you have the Elimination Chamber. You have your set, your, your, your last chance to, get, to, 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 to earn a shot at the title for WrestleMania. That's why I agree with Elimination Chamber having its own pay-per-view. That's that's fair. I, I I get that, but I just preferred <coughs> when it was called No Way Out. Yeah, uh, my thing is, as we spoke on the chat, I wish King of the Ring would have its own pay per view like it did, because it's it's more watchable. King of the Ring having its own pay per view where it's like if you brought it back to June and the winner of the uh, of the King of the Ring and, and the Queen's Crown get to face whatever champion they want at SummerSlam, like Royal Rumble does to WrestleMania. You know, I like Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, you win the the briefcase, you have a chance to become champion. If you have Elimination Chamber, that's your last chance to get a chance at the title at WrestleMania. Now you have, what is that, one, two, three, four pay-per-views worth watching to get to the fifth and sixth, which is WrestleMania and SummerSlam. You know, when you have a TLC... When you have a TLC, it's like, what's the big deal? I don't even mind extreme rules, but every match should be extreme rules. That should be the one time of the year that it's chaos, a pay-per-view that's called chaos. 
I don't mind Night of Champions, a night where every title is being defended. Survivor Series, I don't mind it because it's uh, something different and it's traditional. You know, it's worth wanting to wait for that pay-per-view opposed to, oh, yeah, you know, there's a pay-per-view coming up, um, such and such, and call it a day. That's my opinion on that. Make it make the pay-per-views what it's supposed to be. Work. Can't miss, can't wait to watch, worth paying for. Absolutely, man. And anything beats Crown Jewel, I'll say that much. <laughs> uh, again, you know, I, I understand why that's there. But, you know, I know it's comfort. But, I mean, you got to give, you know, again, business sense-wise, I see why he's doing what he's doing. Um, remember, if it's Crown Jewels twice a year, it's, it's a WrestleMania feel in a different country. WrestleMania feels equals WrestleMania money. So, remember back in the days when there was no guaranteed contracts and people will tell you horror stories of traveling from one city to the next and barely making enough money to, for their gas so they have to all pile up in one car just to chip in for gas. Now you're going to Saudi Arabia and making, a, what, a million dollars in, in for, to, to, to show up? Now wrestlers not only have guaranteed money, but now you have secured money. Like, I mean, you're, you're eating. You're, like, wrestlers are, are making more money now than ever. Even with the whole AEW coming into the um, prey. I'm a WWE guy to the death. And I was even like, uh, another company. Oh, wait, now that everyone's talking shit about AEW. It's better than WWE. It's going to take WWE out. And I'm just like, I hated that fact. But then again, I like the fact because now there's more places for people to go make a living and make money. You know, so I don't mind crown jewels and all. I mean... Whatever the politics is, the politics is what it is. But it is another chance for opportunities for these wrestlers to go out there and make more money and secure their families. And for the future, it's the future. You know, uh, this is Vince McMahon. Honestly, people could talk a lot about him, but he doesn't think for tomorrow. He thinks 10, 20 years down the line. And it will make sense towards the end. My opinion. He yeah. He could be bonkers and off the wall. I never met the man, but as a businessman myself, that's how I see it. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I get that the Crown Jewel shows or Sweet Saudi Money, I should say, they are a big money day for the people who are on it. But more than anything else, with that aside, those shows are predominantly whack as fuck. I mean, I mean, yeah, because yo, they're 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 bro, they're Karate Kid three bad. They're fucking Karate <laughs> Kid three bad. Uh, well, I mean, I mean. Analyze it. Why? It's because it's on a Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon on our time. Bro, bro, the day the day has nothing to do with it. The day they put it on has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think they're not gonna get as much views as if it was on, on, on a Sunday night. I mean, yeah, they son watching those shows. They don't deserve any views. But at the same time, I think it's changing to the fact that you know Bray Wyatt beat um, Seth Rollins for the title, which nobody thought a title would change. Um, Goldberg beat um, Bray Wyatt, and no that one was thought, whack. Yeah, it was now, whack. Was trash. I, I, trash. I agree. I agree. But remember, those type of events usually was just a show, never to shock people or title changes. You know, remember? Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically, the vibe I've gotten from the Sweet Saudi shows is the vibe I get from like Insurrection and um, yeah, live events and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, whatchamacallit, Capital Carnage and yeah. whatchamacallit, Rebellion, like those UK pay-per-views they used to do. But now they, I think they're slowly trying to change that. And, and look at this. Remember, women couldn't perform. Now they got two women matches this year and all. 
So yes, it's they like, do. Now, now imagine if WWE said no to the very beginning. So now they're, 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 they're sparking that change. I'm sure that WWE had to fight that. Like, listen, listen, our women roster's doing well. We can't keep leaving them out. We got to find, we got to figure something out. Okay, put this match. Then they tried, what was it Natalia and... Um, uh, Lacey Evans, Lacey yeah. Evans. Yeah, they tried that out, you know, and it worked. And now they got a big, that's a big match, the triple yeah. threat. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to say, like, talk about that Lacey Evans and Natty match real fast. Even though, like, those shows I'm not particularly into, they're not my cup of tea. Like, seeing their reaction, like, after their match was over when they hugged and cried, I, I can fuck with that. Like, I can't hate on something like yeah. that. Yeah, and now look at this. Now we can get a real match. And they got paid. Yeah, now that we get a real match with three great, talented women. And it's not going to be no hugging and kissing afterwards. It's like, screw you. Now we got a match. Now we got a story that's going to be told. Right or wrong? You know? Great, they hugging, kissing. You know, it's what what a moment because it was a moment. But now, <clears throat> let's get away from that and start making that progress and all. You can't make progress if you're gonna sit there and complain. Even didn't CM Punk say the same thing in his documentary? You know, you can't make change sitting in this couch. You know, um, and true, and that's the whole thing with the Saudi Arabia thing. It's 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 a spark. It's a spark. You know. And I don't die. If I, if I was working for the company, I would be first in line to sign up and go. I know one person who's not going. That's Pat McAfee, and he's freaking thrilled about it. Yeah, I heard he's not going. You, you also mentioned Liv Morgan, and and it was another woman who are... Uh, Tony Storm. Yeah. I don't know for sure if that's what, what's going on with them, but it just felt weird that they both lost in the first round. I figured at least one of them would have advanced. But yeah, I thought, just I thought um, Tori Storm would have... Tony? Tony Storm, right? Tony Storm, yes. Yeah. She won the May Young Classic um, in 2018. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done much with her. I thought I saw something. I saw a fresh face. I, saw, I don't know much about her, but she looks like someone I would want to see on TV. Yeah, she's dope. I fucks with her. I think WWE has their strongest women's roster to date. and Yeah, their roster's... But the thing is, they're getting up. They've been there's been a lot of stories coming out that people are frustrated with the way they've been booking the women lately, like from people in the company and also the women themselves. Well, yeah, I know. I've seen uh, something they were talking about the last four, the, the first four um, Queen's Crown, they all had like the most submitted and changed match, two minutes and such and such. But Roman Reigns' entrances, Roman Reigns' entrance <laughs> lasts longer than all of those matches did combined. Well, I, honestly, I don't know if I would give it towards, oh, they're shitting on the women as more as, you know, they're shitting on King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. Because they have it's done. Both. It's both. It's both. They have done for years, which I don't know because I love that concept. I love, but I love it all in one day, not a week. It's, it just becomes matches. <laughs> That's all it became. If you put it all in one, a tournament that one night, then it's like showing you who's truly king, who's truly queen, because who can outwork everyone else who doesn't get tired who that's what i loved about the queen of the, the, the king of the ring the tournament i mean to me it's just a match every week that's all it is you know yeah i mean i mean obviously the best probably king of the ring performance there ever was was bred in 93 yeah the know, first one. classic that was the best pay-per-view that whole year it was that king of the ring yeah even i i would even say the following year was good with owen that that pay-per-view was a good one well, I liked Owen's coronation. The tournament was fine, but his coronation is what really stood out. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And the Bread and Diesel match on that show was very good too. Yeah. People don't give um, um, Kevin Nash the credit that, you know, I think he deserves a little bit more than what people give him. Yeah, he, he brought it. I mean, you could say that Brett was the better wrestler out of them, and Brett probably was the one who took lead on the match. But, yo, he held his own. Well, and all the matches with Brett, he held his own. I'll talk about Kevin Nash overall, you know. Oh, yeah, he was always a great character, too. He was always dope as a character. Yeah. But I was um my favorite, actually, match between the two of them, and actually my favorite match at that event was the Brett, the match they had at Survivor Series in 95. Such a classic WWE and AEW, are they really a competition towards each other? Do you believe they're really a competition or do we have just two wrestling companies? What is your opinion? I, well, considering what's going on now, I think it is a competition because, I mean, look at it in one sense. Like when AEW first debuted two years ago, they put NXT on the same night as it for like a year and a half. And now that SmackDown is going to be on Fox Sports tomorrow night. They're extending it by an extra half hour just so they could compete with Rampage. And now AEW is coming back at them by doing like a buy-in special on YouTube that's going to start at 9 o'clock. So that's going to go against the out, the, la- the, the second hour. hour of SmackDown. So it's obvious that they're like trying to one-up each other. Which is, I mean... Which I have no problem with. I like it. It's making wrestling a lot more interesting. Well... I don't know if it's making it more interesting because I, I still choose to watch what I want to watch and all. I, I, I don't understand why WWE is doing it. Um, all, all you're doing to me is opening up a can of worms, opening AEW where some people probably may not even like, why are they going an extra half an hour? And then now everyone's talking about it. Oh, could they trying to compete with AEW? Oh, wait, I never watched Rampage. Maybe I should because they're trying to overshadow it. All you, to me, by them doing that, it just bringing awareness to your competition if you guys are really in competition with each other. That's all it's All it, to me, benefits AEW than it does WWE, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. admittedly, um, Rampage isn't like that popping, at least right now, because it's still a relatively new show, and it comes on at 10 o'clock, which, is, which in my view, I'm not pretty crazy about that time slot. So it, with that being said, and the, and the fact that SmackDown is the more established show and WWE's best show, to be honest... I think they have it in the bag as far as like the ratings tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I don't know why um, they, they're doing that, and to me, I don't think they're necessary competition. Like I know that everyone likes to compare um, Dynamite to Raw, which people are also forgetting that I don't think Raw is in competition with Dynamite. Dynamite, as far as I think, they're more in competition with Monday Night Football. Because you got, because they always been, and they're also in more competition with themselves to see how much they could suck more every week. <laughs> you know, to each his own. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. I've given them enough chances, but every freaking time they disappoint me. Yeah, I mean, you can say what you want about AEW, but the one thing I will give AEW over WWE is their promos. Their promos just sound so much more natural, so much more realistic, and it's just captivating. It's like stuff you can really get into and like really sink your teeth into and i just don't get that vibe as much from wwe promos with the exception of roman and also edge and seth rollins i guess nowadays yeah other than those three i can't there's like nobody really on promos in wwe that i can really like get that into well well for but what, becky and becky too becky's also good well well for what i'm seeing is 
WWE has become WCW and, and AEW has become the, the 97, 98 WWF at the time because of the fact that, remember, Turner Broadcasting was a public traded company. So remember, they had standards. They couldn't do outrageous stuff like what WWF did at the time and ECW. The half-naked girls, the the cursing, the all types of chaos that was going on. Because they had... That's true. You know? Now, WWE is on that same boat. You know, now they have all this, you know, they got to please their... their, their, um, their um, the board, they gotta please this and that. You can't do this. You can't do that because they're a publicly traded company. That's that's the curse of it. Like you can go to, well, I mean, you could say it's in the AEW because this guy has endless money and all. But WWE is a place where you go. It, it becomes more of a job and just do your job and get paid and call it a day type of thing. And Not to mention a bigger spotlight. Yeah. And I think that's what's really hurting them right now is the fact that it's not Vince McMahon really calling all the shots. Like, everyone thinks, oh, we got to please Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has to also please the people that, you know, that's putting up the money for it at the same time. Yeah, uh, the sponsors, the networks, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Khan, yes, but not so far because uh, um, AEW is not a public traded company. So he can go a little bit out of range and do, and, and do that. And, I mean, if it sparks a, 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 a battle, then... I mean, may the best man win, which it shouldn't even have to be that way. I mean, we should be able to turn... You know, you know that every day of the week is wrestling, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, I mean, I have my critiques for WWE and certain things they do sometimes. But overall, I do like like the product more than I don't like the product. And I would never wish for them to go out of business and to go away and to disappear. Because at the end, cause at the end of the day, like no matter how hot AEW gets, and I hope it does get really hot, <laughs> WWE is just not going anywhere. They've been they've been around forever. They're the established game in town. They make money in so many different avenues. It's not even funny. So yeah, they're like no matter how hot AEW gets, which like and like I said before, I hope they do. WWE is here to stay. Like all this talk about AEW putting WWE out of business and putting WWE on the back burner, it's not gonna happen. No matter how bad Raw may get some weeks, and no matter how bad the certain aspects of the product may be at times, they're not going anywhere. It's a fact. Yeah, because you if got. They were gonna, if they were gonna disappear, if they were gonna go away, they would have gone away a long time ago. Yeah, and also you got um, the thing. The difference a little bit about AEW and WWE is probably one of the reasons why Vince McMahon says, "Go ahead, I can, I can give you more talent, or whatever." Is because AEW is bringing stars that we've known in the past: CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, um, you know, so Adam, Adam Cole, which is still a brand new John Moxley. Yeah. Um, WWE is bringing up new stars. Like what? Where they? Where? Where? As AEW goes and looks into the indie and the wrestling world, WWE goes and looks outside. Look who they just signed the 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 wrestler who won the uh, the uh, the Olympic Gable, gold medal, Gable Stevenson. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's what people tend to forget. That's how they got Kurt Angle. That's how they got Mark Henry, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, they went outside of searching for where. All the wrestling companies will go and look, and look for and then build stars out of that. Like, for instance, NXT. <clears throat> I had this discussion with the wrestling students and all. Um, and I heard they, they are going to take it off USA. And I said, great, take it off USA. NXT shouldn't be on a national television. Those should be rookies wanting to earn and build and better themselves so they can get on TV. They're like, oh, but why? Why? They should be on the... I'm like, no, they are green. Take that shit off TV. Let people build. Listen, a friend of mine had a um, he had a tryout in May. 
They called him in, in, in the end of August. The following week, he was already on 205. And this past uh, um, Tuesday, he was on the NXT. I don't mind it because, hey, if I can get signed, hey, I move this fast, hey, 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 let's go. I don't mind it, but they already boom, 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 boom. This girl I know, she got signed on SummerSlam on, on weekend. She started, I believe, this week. She had to report. They're moving them so fast, so fast, and no one's growing. Remember, back in the days before our time, there was the territory days where they can go from city to city and build their, 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 their name, build their character, learn the ins and outs, make mistakes where millions of people don't see it. You know, um, I would take NXT. As a businessman, as a marketing man, I would take it off TV. It doesn't need to be there. You know, I, I mean, AEW should have, and they did beat NXT because NXT is not the main roster. If, if AEW didn't beat NXT, AEW would be not worth watching. They should have. I would have been shocked if they didn't. And that's one of my biggest... Pain, uh, NXT, and yes, does it look good now? No, it doesn't look good. Um, is it characters you can get into? No, because you don't know them. And you shouldn't get to know them. Well, well, the toxic attraction thing isn't so bad. Why? Why is it... I don't know. For your opinion. I, like, I, I know why, but I'm asking you. I like them, but I'm asking you. I, above anything else, I, just, I like the name for one. And I just like that. Like, it's a way, it's a way of, like, making Mandy Rose... Re- Many so, roles. Like I don't even recognize someone, her anymore. Someone who's yeah, known. she's like a she's a completely different person now. But she's someone that's known. She's been at WrestleMania. She's been on the main roster. So she's she's someone that you can get into whether you like her or not because she made her name for herself. If I turn on NXT, I don't know who you are. I'm just not I'm in general. But if I watch Raw and SmackDown, oh, I know at least who that person is. You know. Uh, Finn Balor, would I have took him out off of NXT? I probably would have kept him there, especially when you re- rebranded everything. You want to keep a couple stars, but since you're having a bunch of nobodies, not knocking them at all, let them let them build. You know, take them off TV, let them go do these little territories. You know, that Braun Breaker guy is pretty good. Um, Rick Steiner's son, he's pretty dope. Yeah, he's he's the talk of the town. He's the next one up. I mean, I'm sure. Bro, he sounds just like his uncle. Like, just the way he looks and also, like, the way he talks. Like, you could just hear Scott Steiner's voice in him. To the point that I don't know why you're trying to hide it. Like Because they're, they're probably on bad terms with the Steiners, so they maybe don't want to mention them. Uh, it, it could, that could be a reason, but, you know, why, I think that's an even better way to even bring them up. You know? Yeah, because I remember, like, um, I've, I've seen, I've listened to interviews with Rick Steiner when he talks about, like, the time him and Scott were in WWE, like, in... 93, 94, and yeah, he didn't really have a lot of good things to say about it. Poor Vince. I think, I think, uh, as a wrestler working for WWE, you have to think more of the business and entertainment side of it. And if you go in as wanting to be just a wrestler, you might get frustrated because WWE is more than that, you know. Um, but what I was going to also mention. Not even a WWE thing, but I think overall wrestling thing. I think the reason why it's not as... People could say it's, 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 it's as hot as it's ever been, which you and I know that's completely false complete co- compared to how it was in the late 90s and even the 80s where the, 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 the ratings were sky high. And I know there was less TV to watch, but it was still talked about. And I think one of the main reasons for that is because of the fact that you, you, you showed us the magic trick. 
like you've been showing us wrestling's magic trick for so long. You know, you used to be angry and fight people for calling it fake. Now you're like you're you're like basically saying yes, we're fake. What we do isn't real. You know, from showing us reality shows like um, Tough Enough. Uh, um, what what's that show they have the where they're driving in the car ride alongs and yeah and, and all these and do- also and also just instances where they bro- and instances instances where they basically like broke character like on screen like um when Bailey and Sasha hugged at the end of the the match they had to take over and also the curtain call yeah. although that although that wasn't really broadcast nationally what, yeah like things along those lines like you're already aware that it, you know, yeah it's not and then those little the little chips. Like become that where people's like well i told you all along why would i want to get into it and i've been right all along and now and, and it drives the fans who were fans yeah i mean this is bullshit like i so like we all know i knew in the 80s that it wasn't real but i want to sit there and just watch and enjoy and get lost in the moment i remember when kane when i started going, fall, getting back into wrestling i remember kane putting gasoline in undertaker's casket and, and burning it at royal rumble yeah, 98, yeah, I remember that. For that moment, I was like, what the? Until yeah, after the pay-per-view, I'm like, oh, well, obviously you can't be real because, you know, he would have got he would have got locked up and went to jail and such and such. But at least at that moment, I was like, oh, my God, I was shocked. You know, and now when you go behind the scenes, and, and they'll show you the behind the scenes, yeah, you know, so Undertaker, I'm going to put you in here, and then, okay, you're going to sneak out from here, and then I'll br- when you see all that, it's like... Um, but back to the back to NXT real fast. The one vibe I get from NXT, NXT now reminds me of when the white executives bought out BET, and overall, after a while, it stopped being BET. Overall, I think NXT for him was a uh, a development company that was supposed to build stars and take them to the next level. And what ended up happening was it became a third brand, which I didn't think he wanted. He just wanted a place that he can build stars and then bring him to the main roster where let, let leave it to um, Raw and SmackDown. And I think Vince and I think Triple H got a hold of it and he it was his baby and with your baby you're gonna grow with it, and you're gonna make sure it does the best that it possibly can. And it did well, but it probably didn't do the numbers that Vince McMahon expected to do if they brought him to the main roster and all. Yeah, I feel like NXT became what the ECW relaunch in 06 should have been. Yeah. But um, I think the thing is, but you have to kind of blame Vince a little bit off about this, is that like when a lot of these people from NXT will have like a lot of momentum and have a lot of upside, when they get called up to the main roster, Vince does nothing with them for whatever reason. What I also, I also said too, I think that Vince Man and WWE in the whole is overwhelmed with themselves. They got so much product brand and people to keep up with is ridiculous they got nxt they got nxt uk they got raw they got smackdown they got pay-per-views and then then um, then on top of that they got documentaries and all these garbage ass show they're trying to put on the network and and it's too much that it's it's overwhelming and i'm not defending the case i'm saying he should chop a lot of that shit off and depend more on your 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 your, your wrestlers um He's a powerful man who done a lot of great success in business. So it's hard to convince that person you're wrong. You know, it's hard to tell someone, no, that's not going to work. When he's like, well, check, check my track record. You know, like for instance, AEW, this is what I can tell you where AEW is going to have a rude awakening. 
if they don't chill out. They're getting so many stars. It's a happy place to, I hear to work at until you have a loaded roster and everyone's not getting their shine. You yeah, know? that's kind of been, that's a lot, I think somebody, that's a thing certain people are worried about now because with Punk and Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole and all those guys who have recently come in, it's kind of taken the shine away from certain other people. Like for instance, Brian Cage, his wife put out a video a few weeks ago kind of complaining about like how he's been like misused lately and hasn't been like used to his full potential. And that is kind of, and from what I've been watching in the last few months, it is kind of true because he was like a featured act on the show for like the last year or so. But over the course, I would say over the last two months, it just hasn't been the same. And they just have so much talent now. I feel that like you don't see everybody every week, which in a way isn't a bad thing because sometimes when you don't see them every week and you see them every other week, it seems more fresh. And I guess in a sense, that's why they added Rampage. Like some of those talents could be on that other show. But yeah, like it can be a problem. Like where like all these new people come in and all these people from WWE come in. It kind of does take the spotlight away from other people. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z said it best on, on American Gangster album, American Dream where, I mean, don't quote me on the lines, but he was basically saying, go ahead, I want you to succeed. I want you to see the shit that I go through. I want you to see all the haters that come through, all the people that's scheming and all. He goes, I want you to succeed like I succeed. Then you'll understand why I do what I do. And that's where Vince McMahon comes in, where he's like, okay, you can do it better than me. Here, take all these talents that you want, and you'll see what's going to end up happening. And Yeah, Jay also... Jay also had that song on his first album. In order to survive, you gotta learn to live with regret. Yeah. Like some, I guess sometimes in business you have to do things you ha- you probably would rather not yeah. do, but if, it has to be done. If you have all this talent in there, you know, Tony Khan is not gonna be the the cool boss that everyone wants to work. Like this is this is my problem that I have with CM Punk. I like CM Punk. Great promo, great wrestler. Great to see him back. But I hate the bitterness that he has towards WWE. And I know what you're going to say, but they did... Let me tell you something. CM Punk name, and the reason why he can go to AEW and get the money that he wants, is due to WWE. It's due to him him getting the money that he got when he went to USC. USC signed him as WWE's former wrestler, CM Punk. AEW signed him as WWE's former wrestler, CM Punk. Now, you don't have to like the company. You didn't like how they treated you. Cool. Move on. The problem is, you're saying, oh, Tony Khan is a better uh, 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 boss than Vincent Mann. Tony Khan has only been doing this for two years. He didn't say that in a promo. Yes, he, he never no, said that. No, not in a promo. He said it behind the scenes. I, 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 listened. I listened to him and I watched him and he talked about it. They even, they even compared him. He goes, what's the, what's the difference between Tony Khan, Dan, Dana White, and Vince McMahon? And he would just put... Hey, he got asked that question. What's he going to say? He got asked the question. Okay. Respond to it. But you know what? But there's a different way of answering it. He goes, um, all, I, all I have to say is I like how Tony Khan is doing business. That's it. When you want to compare the two, one guy who has 30, 40 years, even more, over a guy who's starting... Over a guy who's just starting out, who's happy that he can do... That he's in the conversation with WWE. That he's even talked about of the same level as WWE. That's great. Good for him. I want much success to you. But it's only been two years and now you're loading up your roster because you have endless money and you can do that. And these people can get paid. 
But people, what happened to WCW when they started loading up the roster because they had a checkbook and they started signing it? People started getting bitter and pissed off. And then there are wrestlers who started getting lazy because what happened? They have all this money. Hey, I'll just shut the fuck up and, and just do my money and just, just cash my checks. And yeah, but the difference is the differences in AEW's case, they do have homegrown talent that they are using and that they are pushing. WCW had like, the same thing. Yeah, Chris I mean, Jericho. I mean, I mean, for instance, like Hangman Adam Page, for example, when he came back last week, he got a nasty pop. And even Brian Danielson said himself, the pop that Hangman got last week was bigger than the pop he got when he showed up at All Out a few weeks ago. Of course, because Daniel Bryan is a great guy. <laughs> no, but 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 he's not. He's kind of he kind of has a point though. That pop was serious. That that Hangman Adam Page dude is pretty popular. All right. And, and and I'm not going to disagree with that. And Jungle Boy and Jungle Boy and MJF and Luchasaurus and the Lucha Bros and the, the all those guys, yo, they they have a lot of upside. They're, and people are into them. Oh, great. And I'm not going to dis, dis, disregard any of that. My thing is I'm not talking about their talent. I'm talking about how AEW is now, 2 years old, 2 or 3, 2, right? Two years, two years. It was yeah. just the two-year anniversary last week of when they Stop did. Stop comparing it, not you, but others, to WWE, who became a monster, and now it's a, a publicly traded with Ben, and has all this going for them. They have their own network. They have, again, NXT, NXT TakeOver, I mean, um, UK, SmackDown. They have so much going on there. So much talent to deal with. You know, this it is a business compared to someone, a mom and pop um, shop, with, a mom and pop shop that has a lot of money and that can do whatever the hell they want. Tony Khan is going to have an awakening one day, not right now because it's, it's the honeymoon stage, that, oh, wait, this is a business and I have to do X, Y, Z and I have to start getting people in line. I can't, right now, he's doing everything himself. I remember I'm hearing that. He's, he's doing the editing. He's... Uh, uh, everything has to go through him, type of thing. It's gonna get overwhelming. Yeah, he took the he took the power away from Cody and the Young Bucks yeah. and um and it's gonna Kenny get Omega. And, it, and it's gonna get overwhelming that he's gonna have to have people around him. I'm not wishing negative towards his situation, but I'm tired of people comparing a mo monster like WWE who's been there forever. Compare AEW to TNT. I mean um, TNA. Do that, but it's like comparing Jay Z to an, an artist who came out. And it's on fire. Yeah. He can have... The, the artist can come out and have his first album do way better than Jay-Z's. But he's not Jay-Z. Jay-Z's in another planet. He's not in the same league as any rapper. Right or wrong? No, I don't disagree with that. So, But, but the thing was... The difference between Jay-Z and WWE in this case is that... Like, WWE for years has been doing things in many ways to turn people off... And so you know, and rub people Jay -Z the wrong too. way. Jay Z, same thing. With not the like WWE though. Not like Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay Z. Ended up working for the Super Bowl when he just told Jermaine Dupree that people are disgusted by him by that. They disgusted about the ways he he he, he act toward Jay Z fans or Jay Z fans, and everyone is wrong but Jay Z. But he's done some. Shady yeah, Damon Dad, Damon Dad stories. I hear a lot about. Yeah. I hear a lot of shady stuff but, about that. But Jay Z fan is going to be Jay Z fan, and business is business. At the end of the day, that's the whole thing about it. Is what I'm trying to say. They are like, um, and I'm not trying to stand defend Vince Man, which it may sound like that, but I'm just looking at it as more of a business sense of it. You know, I get it. 
And that and that's all how I'm looking at it. Is is, is raw the best product? No, it's not. I mean, I'm I'm with you in some cases of, of that. I just don't think it's as bad as what people make it out to see. Even though this past Monday wasn't the best, but I don't think it's as bad as what people make it out out to be. I think the well, problem. The, the, I think the problem with WWE right now is they trying to please everybody, and you know what happens when you try to please everybody. Please nobody. Exactly. So while he's trying to do the whole, um, was it Ash? Nikki Ash. Nikki Ash to please the little kids. You're pissing out the adults who says this is ridiculous. You know. Yo, I have to ask. I have to ask you. What was the reaction for Nikki Ash at SummerSlam? They loved her. I was shocked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. She, she got a good pop, but they were all happy when Charlotte won. Okay. Just like Goldberg, Goldberg got a huge pop until the match happened. Then it was over, but and they were they were going more for Lashley than that. The entrance is people give big pop, and then when it actually happens, it, it becomes different. Like they yeah, want- like I, I, yeah, that, that that's what got me. I mean, I remember when Goldberg came back against the mat for the match against Brock at Survivor Series a few years ago. I wasn't sure what to expect from it, but then when Goldberg like did his little entrance, it was the first time I had seen it in years, and I'm like, and I and I have to be honest, I got into it. I'm it brought me right back to '98. I'm like, yo, I, I love this shit. I I'm happy that he's coming back for this, and then I would have never expected for the match to turn out the way that it did. If you're firing this and this and that, I think you should get rid of. Certain things that you're getting rid of, you shouldn't have, and certain things you should get rid of. Like, do I think writers should be there? Yeah, to a certain point. You know, I think writers should be able to tell the story. You know what? You know what's a funny story? You know where the writers came about? When's because that? of when, because when SmackDown started, they were up against Friends when like Friends was at its peak, and then Vince had the realization or like the idea where if Friends had have writers we're gonna have writers too and look and then i think that was around the time vince russo left also and then after vince russo left i always heard the the story that like vince didn't want to rely on just one head writer anymore so that's why he hired like a whole team of writers so that they were all you know replaceable like if you lost one of them it's no big deal but here's the thing again i don't mind writers but i believe a writer should have a resume like any other job and qualify for the job that they're writing for like anything else. Yeah, like that one girl a few months ago who openly admitted that she didn't know anything about wrestling and didn't even know like the guys who were on the show. Like she didn't know Bobby Lash is the champion on the show and she didn't even, yeah. didn't even know who he was. And that's where the problem lays. I think you should have just like, you know, former talent, if anything, right? Yeah, I think Charlie Caruso even admitted that too after she left the company. That like she, it felt like nice to not be a robot anymore. And that's a problem, in my opinion, where it's like, okay, you can have writers, but writers should be able to write a plot and then direct it like okay i'm gonna write a script that's gonna lead from SummerSlam to wrestlemania this is how we tell the story blah 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 and then bring it to them every week like listen this you're gonna fight this person blah blah, blah. we're trying to get this story over okay um seth rollins is um against edge seth rollins the the young talent who's gonna override the um pass the torch whatever the case edge is gonna pass the torch how do we get there? Who wins at the end? Blah, blah, blah. Now y'all two go out there and sell it. They can do their promos and do whatever the case is. Come back and then you can critique. How about this? How about try this? It shows up a lot on there because they're not actors. You know, they, they're never trained to be actors. And now you're expecting them to go there and act. And I think that's what hurts. And then you can see people, re- 
it's like you feel like they're reading stuff a lot of the times. And that's my bit my complaint about them for years is that those promos just sound inauthentic and it's just like not something I can get into. It's just not captivating. And then when you got someone like Paul Heyman that doesn't need anyone to write for him, look what you get out of it. And Edge it's true. Edge has been like one of the MVPs on promos this whole year. Yeah, so it's um I think that's one of their biggest I think they need to get rid of a lot of the writers and just hire the right ones and just tell the story. Just just tell an idea for a story and let them sell it. Oh, let's talk about finishes, you know. Is that is that word dead? I don't wanna say that, but I don't wanna go that far. I, I would never let anyone kick out of my finish or I wouldn't kick out of theirs. Um, unless it's like a big, big like WrestleMania and it it can't be every WrestleMania. It has to it has to be that oh shit, you know? Um I think you're you you're forgetting the fact that you can set them up for the finish and um <clears throat> and they keep getting out of it, like oh, oh is it, is it? and they get out of it, you're forgetting that part of it. Yeah, escapes, escapes, I feel like, are a lost art. And, like, one instance I would talk about as far as, like, finishes go is that, like, when when Undertaker hit Kane with the tombstone at WrestleMania 14 and Kane kicked out of it, you were surprised. Like, you couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. no one had ever done that before. And then now, like, now when you see everybody else do it, like, Batista did it, Shawn Michaels did it, Triple H did it, Punk did it. It just didn't feel as special anymore. Yeah, like, you need to find a new move. <laughs> and it's... um. And then what makes it even worse, they're doing it on Dynamite, they're doing it on Raw, they're doing it on SmackDown. They're not even saving it for a pay-per-view. It's like it's happening on regular TV. So it was like, why, why, why do I want to pay for your event? It's like um, how they always say, you know, you should never meet your heroes. Yeah, RVD said that on the Dark Side of the Ring episode about, you know, the, the plane ride from hell. Yeah, so... Mean. Yeah, we didn't talk about that, did we? We didn't talk about the plane ride from hell episode, which is a great one, by the way. That, um, well, well, that and the whole backlash. I, I, I can tell you that I watched it and, um, like, damn, Ric Flair is not looking good. I mean, I know. I, I feel, I feel like it's kind of cooled down a little bit, though. I, I don't. Think oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking I, about I, it as I, much I, now I, as it did when I still see him, dropped. and I don't know what they talking about. That he lost the sponsorship because I still see all these sponsorship with him in it. Um, I mean. It does look bad, but again, you're hearing one side of the story. You know, <coughs> you're hearing her side of the story. I'm not. I'm not saying she's wrong, but I mean, I don't know. I can't condone it. I don't know. I, I, there was a lot of shit that happened on that flight. You can't really condone, like um, what the what the flight attend, what like Scott Hall did with flight attendant, and then yeah, like the stuff Flair was doing, and um, when Brock Lesnar pulled his dick out in front of Terry Runnels. I mean, it didn't happen on the flight, but still. Yeah, I don't know why even why they brought that up. They just, I think they were trying to throw Brock. And now, well, the Brock Lesnar thing. I don't see nothing. Not, 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 I gotta watch Bro, my words. Bro, come on, that's you know? not that's not appropriate. No, 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 no. I gotta watch my words. I'm not saying that I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm just saying, it's 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 stories of people playing pranks on each other in wrestling, and and all it was was a prank. That he did and just happened to be to a female. Would it have been okay if he did it to one of the boys? Everyone would have laughed at it. Aha, yeah, you're an probably. idiot. Da, da, da. So 
you, everyone's in there is considered the boys, both male and female. So they put. But he called her in there. He he actually called her in there. And then yeah, he, but he didn't tell her to touch it. He didn't want. He didn't grow up on her like with the whole Ric Flair and the Flair. He just ha ha, no, ha boom. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I mean, I want to do that. It's a weird thing to do to be just pulling your dick out out of nowhere and shit like that. I don't know. I never found that funny. Like even fart jokes. I don't. I never found anything funny. But I just think it was one of the boys and. It is what it is, and I, I think they threw it in there just to try to diminish his name because on the fight on the flight, what did he do? He just he was clowning around with Mister Perfect, um, Kurt Henning, which Kurt Henning started with him. You know, he didn't do anything to <clears throat> to actually harm anyone on that flight. So they felt like they had to. Yeah, but him, yeah, but it could have gotten bad if like they freaking hit the door and they yeah, had to do okay, an yeah, landing. but it, he didn't do anything to harm anyone. If he did, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's, so they felt like they had to, like, let, let's, let's keep it 100. Yeah, you know, I'm not the type of guy that would pull my dick out of nowhere. That's, it was a weird thing to do. But what did that have to do with the flight from hell? That story. Yeah, I got you. And then there was the, um, there was the instance where, like, JBL knocked out Michael Hayes, <laughs> and then X-Pac, and then X-Pac cuffed, cut off Michael Hayes' ponytail, and everybody popped hard for it, like he won the WWE title or something. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh man! And then he posted it on the on the on the wall yeah. in, at the fucking arena when they got there uh, for Raw Monday. <laughs> Jim Ross, Jim Ross sounded like me if I was on that flight. Like I just because like, I don't drink and I would just be like, oh god, because I, I I dealt with people who just don't know how to act. It's like, yeah, can you just sit down and shut up? It wasn't just that they were drinking though; like they were drinking and they also like were like slipping shit into each other's drinks, so they were like, getting twice as fucked up. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I gotta stay away from things like that. <laughs> Yeah, like a, like a lot of the hazing stuff, like I, I was talking about on my other podcast, is like a lot of the hazing stuff, like some of it kind of goes too far. Like, for instance, like if you're stealing somebody's passport and then you're like, you're really trying to hurt them for real in a match. Yeah, like things along those lines. Like, yeah, that stuff I can't really, you know, condone. Yeah, I heard it. There's not too much of that anymore. Yeah, there's not. I mean... <laughs> And like Bully Ray and you know Mark Henry were kind of trying to defend it, saying you know that's how you separated the weak from the strong, and that's how people prove themselves and prove that they belong in the business. Because even Bob Holly said it in an interview a few years ago, like back in the day, it wasn't the office that would drive you out of the company as much as it was the locker room that would drive you out of the company. Because if you didn't fit in with the locker room, if the dudes in the locker room didn't fuck with you, then you wouldn't last. I was actually listening to um. Um, Bully, B- Bully Ray, Bubba Ray's um, podcast. Uh, um... Oh, Busted Open Radio. We actually talked about it on the other on my other podcast about how him and Mark Henry were talk- defending like the bullying culture that used to go on back in the day. Are they defending it? Yeah, they were. Yeah, Mark Henry even went in, as far as to call like the re- modern day wrestlers of today like um, soft ass entertainers. Yeah, I was trying to make it a point earlier about that with the whole what you said about Bully Ray and Mark Henry. Um is there I mean I I believe you got to be you have to have tough skin. That's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It's a tough business. You're getting it's a physical business at that. I get that. That's fair. I because like but there is there is a degree and you know of it. Um <clears throat> it goes back to the whole Vince McMahon thing like I said. Let the man do his thing the way he wants to do. Maybe he maybe he purposely wants to run his company out of business and shit say no one did it but me. But when it's someone's business, if you're not actually in it, like maybe a Tony Khan could say something about Vince Man's business because he's down in it and he sees how it works. But you Twitter people out there, either enjoy it or don't enjoy it, but don't try to yeah. talk like you know how to run the business. Yeah, Braun Strowman was getting on that the um recently about yeah. like, you know, how people hated on the 
the swap match he had with Bray Wyatt last year. He was mentioning mm-hmm. how, like, people don't understand how much went into it and how we only had, like, 30 minutes to learn, like, everything we had to do throughout the entire thing. And I get where he's coming from. I get that. But at the same time, you have to understand, like, um, you when you present something to an audience, you can't control how they're going to respond to it. No, you have an opinion. You don't like it. You don't like it. But don't act like you can do... A better, better company. Yeah, that's, that's okay. That's okay. I get that. That's fine. You know, if you don't like the product, yeah, you have every right. I'm not telling you you have to like it. You have to like it, but don't act like you can do better than do better. That's it. I think he's paranoid. I just think he's paranoid. He doesn't think that anyone can do the job, and he probably gave it to some people to try to test it, and and it felt like, you know, <clears throat> nobody can do the job like he can, and what would happen with the company if he does die, you know, and not if yeah, he dies, it's, it's when possible. he dies, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard because you created something and it's hard. Like you don't want it to, you know, to do bad, you know, and you feel like you're the only one who can do it. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a power struggle. It really is. Yeah. I was watching Wolf of Wall Street last week and I'm glad you brought up that out that illustration i was watching wolf of wall street and that one scene where he like he knows the police are on him and he has to walk away from the company like in the middle of that like farewell speech he was giving he just said besides like you know what i'm not leaving i'm gonna stay and then yeah and you could just tell that like yo he built that thing from the ground up like that was his baby and to walk away from it even though it would be the best thing for him you just couldn't do it i don't know um it's the company i grew up um watching you too man yeah, for, I mean, like I said before, like for all the negative stuff I might say about them at times, and sometimes deservedly so, I'll never, you know, discredit the good things that they do, and I will never, you know, f- I will never, you know, forget all the great memories I've had being a fan of WWE ever since 1994. I've got, I've had some of the best memories of my life just watching WWE's product. Yeah, I would just, my only thing I would just want to say to them is. And I don't know what's going on backstage to even tell, but it's like if you can give the people, the wrestlers, a little bit more breathing room, I'm sure you're gonna find something more. I mean, I mean, you let DX do what they wanted to do, and, and you got the results you wanted. You you didn't have nothing for Stone Cold, and you let him do his thing, and look, look what happened. It's like <clears throat> sometimes you just gotta let people do what they want, and let them sink or swim on their own. You know, um, be there for them, but you gotta let them let them be happy and not want to wait for their their their, um, <clears throat> their contract to expire and to go to another company. You know, Kevin Owens is probably about to do. Yeah, Kevin Owens. It's um, I know, I know they're trying to make it like when when they drafted him, when they drafted him to Raw. And then they had the raw talk. I decided to listen to it because I knew they were going to do a couple more changes. And, yeah, he, he he's like, I'm here. He didn't say but he had that look like, I'm here until I'm not. And they were like, oh, you know, how do you feel about being a raw? You know, you never went, you never got the world title. Um, um, you had the universe open at the world. He's like, yeah, imagine that. Guess what I never had before? The tag team titles. Maybe I might go for that. And, and he was being, it was, felt like it was more sarcastic than anything. Like, yeah, I have all this ability. And unless, he, unless Yo, he if is they, going if they, have, if they have him in the 24-7 title segments, then it's a wrap. I don't think he will go for it. I think he would be like, fuck you. I think that. Yeah, he, I, I would too. I would fucking say the same thing. 
I think that um, with him, it's either he's done, he's gone, which everybody's already saying he's he's gone, or they're setting him up for a tag team um, partner because of what's happening with him and Colbert and how they're two men beating on him. So someone. Well, they're on separate shows now. Now they're on separate <coughs> shows. I mean, to the end of the month. Well, so next week after Crown Jewel, it's official. So I'm saying he might have a match at Crown Jewels. Is he going to Crown Jewels? Do you know that? I don't know. They haven't put him in a match yet. I doubt they're going to, but we'll see. Yeah, because he could, you know. I mean, here's my thing with Kevin Owens. It's, I liked him, but over the years, he did start getting stale. Um, and, and Jim Cornette even said it. Like, when he's not happy, he's, you, you ain't going to get the best of him. You're going to get a miserable... Kevin Owens, and it's been told that he, working with him backstage is he's very stubborn and everything like that. So that probably another. Yeah, I will. I will admit he hasn't been the same to me ever since he lost the title to Goldberg all those years ago. And then they kind of bashed the few he had with Jericho, like when at that WrestleMania they put him on in the second match, and it was like the hottest story the entire year. I, I think when he, when he became face, it was because. That too, yeah. When he turned him face off, so that was a part of it. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, Mister Happy Guy." Like Sammy, Sammy, saying to me, "I think he's doing a great job. I think they should do more with him. Like, I think he should be there. He should get the title back and run with it." I don't. Think I think him and I think him and Kyrie Irving should like ha- should join forces and like give speeches about like the the vaccine mandates. That would be pretty dope. <laughs> but they're saying that he might even go to um, AEW as well. Like, you know. But at the same time, you know, you, you know, you signing all these people. What do you think about Bray Wyatt? You think he's he's gonna end up showing up there, or you think WWE might take him back? I don't know. I heard uh, I, I heard a story a few months ago, and another story that came out today that apparently WWE released him because he was kind of difficult to work with. Yeah. Where he would always need time off, and like he always had like some personal issues outside of wrestling. So like I guess in that regard, he wasn't really reliable. And that may be true. I wasn't there. I don't know for sure. But even with that aside, the way they booked him a lot of the times was just head shaking. Well, okay. If you hear the story, the full story of that, it is well. Maybe that's the reason why. Um, for what I heard, like those these times off that. Or maybe they did. Or maybe they didn't like the fact that, like, I guess um, he was, um, I guess, unfaithful to his wife and and with JoJo. Although that didn't hurt Edge. Although when. When I was having yeah. Edge and Lita, that didn't hurt Edge that much. Well, he, 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 what I did hear recently, that he's the number one selling merch right now in WWE. But he's been out of the company for almost three months now. <clears throat> but he's still selling his merch. He he just recently outsold Roman Reigns. Really? Yeah. That's why. What? I was, that's the reason why I was like, you think they'll take him back type of thing. Look it up. Look it up. He recently, I'm talking about like a couple days or even a week ago and um and here's the thing if these if all these things they're saying about him is true this is what i gotta go you know this is um what i'm gonna have to say about the company like is the company wrong if you keep using excuses to take time off you're having back-to-back kids hey good for you but you know you're taking off because of that you come back to the company out of shape and then after wrestlemania you you ask for to take time off again and then <clears throat> coming, they're trying to build you up for SummerSlam, and you're at home like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to. I don't want to do this and that. But you're not showing up, and you're saying no to this and this and this and that. This is a job at the end of the day. 
Yeah, I can see it from their perspective, but also maybe after like a lot of the crap they pulled on him over the years, maybe he sees like a sees their bad ideas from a mile away and he doesn't want to get involved in them. Well, you know, it, it's it's I don't know because I'm none of them, but I know. But I'm saying that could be a possibility. Yeah, that yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying no to what you're saying. I'm I'm looking at the business side, the 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 biz, the, the big bad uh, company that everyone likes to always. You know the company is always wrong, and the little guy is always right. That's how. What well, people don't. Hey, always, that's not. That's not always true. Well, I'll be the first one to give WWE props. When no, no, I'm not. Right it's not even just about WWE. It's always about the big corporations who's always squashing the little guy. But sometimes you n you never know the reason behind it. Like, if that's the reason, it's like, look, <clears throat> you think they will want to fire a guy who's the number one seller? That means there got to be more to the story than that. They fired a lot of people. That Sure that you didn't expect them to fire. Yeah, but the number one merch seller, the one who's bringing all this money to your company, you let go. They got to be more reason to that. Well, until the next one, man. I see you on the next one. This is DJ47 signing out. And Kirk, you're dead in the flesh as always. The vegan you believe in. Catch my podcast, Spark It Up. And also Clash of Champions on SoundCloud as well as Spotify. Check that shit out, bro. Guys, yes, not regret it. And we out this mother. Take care, guys.